You know the great thing about the Hope Swim is all my kids are over eight years of age, so I no longer have to go. <laughs> is it changed? All oh, right, I'll fill it. Yeah, I'll get Fran to fill it in. Um, it's not a great uh, day for me, the Hope Swim. Fran always turns to me and says, Dave, you're going swimming. <laughs> uh, so it's, not, it's not my favorite day. Is that me? Right, well, hello, Hope Church. How are we doing? Good, there's a few who are doing good. There's uh, a lot who, who may not uh, want to answer that question. But um, um, what we're going to look at today is, um, I think I've been sitting on uh, speaking to the church about this for about, about five months. And um, um, I've just been waiting for an opportunity to speak, really. Uh, so that I've been sat on this for quite a while. And I shared some of it on the Easter, the Easter service, uh, because I, I knew God spoke to me that morning, and I, I went home and just did some exploring. Uh, am I echoing, or are we okay? Okay. Okay, uh, and, and what it was, I was reading a book by a chap called Philip Keller, and he was a farmer who was reading about Psalm 23. And um, so I'm just going to recap a few words I said on that day. And he was looking at the passage, um, he makes me lie down in green pastures, okay? And, and what it is, is um, I work at Good Soil Farm, and uh, I've, I, we've got a few sheep, and uh, sheep are really interesting me at the moment. Jim's getting tired of me talking about sheep, but he can tire on for all I care. And, uh, and, and what it is, is this, the writer said, He's, he was a shepherd who was looking at Psalm 23 from a shepherd's perspective. And he said there are four, four reasons, uh, that, well, there are four particular incidents where a sheep has to be free of things before it will consider lying down. Uh, one of those was hunger. If a sheep is hungry, it won't sit down. It will go in the hunt for food. If a sheep is fearful, okay, if there's a predator around, the sheep will not lie down. It'll be up on its feet. The only defense mechanism a sheep has is to run, okay? Also, torment. If, uh, if there's any parasites or, or, or ticks or anything like that, you might find a sheep in a field rubbing its head against uh, a post because it's tormented and it's struggling. So it won't lie down. And also, another one is friction. If there's trouble with other sheep, Okay, it won't lie down, and they'll end up butting one another. The interesting point about those last two, friction and torment, is oil really helps out with those, with those two incidents, when the sheep is dipped in oil. And we'll get to that point uh, uh, a bit later on. But what also helps those sheep in those incidents is, is the presence of the good shepherd. Okay? The presence of the good shepherd uh, helps them overcome lots of those things. And I want to say to you today, that's what I've called this, the presence of God overcomes. Okay? The presence of God overcomes. And that can overcome all things in your life. Okay? The question I asked you today is, are you all right? Some of you might be saying, no, I'm not. And do you know what? It's okay not to be all right. But the Good Shepherd is here. Okay? And the Good Shepherd wanders around his flock, coming to speak to you and meet with you. And the presence of God overcomes. Okay? And overcomes all things. 
in my notes it says hallelujah people say <laughs> but obviously not yeah thank you all right because we, we we need to believe that and that's what the good shepherd is about okay and and the revelation came to me in um in uh, in that easter service when we were here was when, when we were looking at jesus appears to the disciples and in john uh, john 20 19 to 23 are we able to add that up i've only just given diane the readings because i'm not very uh, well okay i'll read it on the evening of the first day of the week when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the jewish leaders jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you after this he showed them his hands and his side and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the lord again jesus said peace be with you as the father sent me i am sending you and with that he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit okay i'm just going to leave it there okay so what it is is jesus has actually died he's he's risen again okay and the disciples are aware of that okay because we know in the in uh, in the previous verses it says that mary magdalene went and announced to the disciples i have seen the lord okay and um, Mary had seen in the first, early in the morning that the tomb was empty. And this is the evening time, and the disciples are in that room, and they're fearful. Okay? And it would have been chaotic in that room with the disciples, wouldn't it? Those 12 disciples milling around, throw Peter into the mix there as well. I should think there was quite a lot of discussion and fear going on. When we fear, we, we speak. There was torment. There was all sorts of emotions going on in that room, okay? And it says that they locked the door for fear of the Jews coming in and taking them. They were fearing death, okay? How do you cope when you're fearful? That was a question. <laughs> okay? Not very well. Sometimes hide sometimes in our fear is not the best time to see us you don't see the best of me when i'm fearful that's fran okay okay it's not the best is it but but in this story okay they've heard that jesus is not in the tomb mary says that she's seen him and yet it has no effect on them okay absolutely no effect jesus is risen but it means nothing to them. Why? Because they haven't encountered him. Okay? They haven't encountered him. Okay? And, and that's, that's what we need, folks, sometimes. We need the presence of God in our lives. We need to encounter the living God. The fact that the living God had risen and they knew that had no effect on them. It's when he came into the room... He came into the room and appeared before them and said, peace be with you. Do you know what happened after that? They became joyful. Okay? Within moments of Jesus appearing to them, they went from fear to being overjoyed. Okay? That's quite astounding, isn't it? Okay? And that is because the good shepherd appeared to them. It's because the resurrected Jesus appeared to them. It's because of the presence of the living God appeared to them. Okay? That's what came into that room 
that day. That's what took them from fear all the way through to being overjoyed. Okay? The Bible says that. The Bible uses those words, fearful, locking the doors, batting down the hatches, and Jesus appears, and they're joyful. And do you know what? He's about to send them out, and they're going to be willing to go out. Okay? Now, now you need to get into that story to understand what that's about, because we can read those words, can't we? Yeah, they were fearful, became overjoyed, and then going out. That is a massive thing, folks. That is a massive thing in reality. And we need to know that reality. We really need to know that reality. And, and I want to say to you, he overcomes for us too. Okay? He overcomes for us too. And you may be sitting here today and not being all right. And that is okay. But what are you going to do about it? Because I tell you, we've got a shepherd, right, who is walking. Don't come to me, they're saying. Don't come to me. He's walking amongst his flock, and he's checking his flock out. Do you know what, Steve? You're listening to something that you shouldn't be listening to. And he's anointing people with oil. Okay? That's what he's about. He's a personal God, checking his flock. You okay? Yeah. Okay, reality. And that's what Jesus does. And people are thinking, I don't like this. Keep away from me, Dave. I'm not going to give you my contact. Okay? Because that's, that is what he's about. He loves his flock. Mom, you all right? <laughs> okay? She, she would never give me eye contact. Okay? But that is what the good shepherd is doing. And it's okay if you're not okay. Do you know that sheep, more than any other livestock, are susceptible to d- disease more than any other animal? Did you know that? We are susceptible to stuff. Things may happen to us. We may do things, okay? Make mistakes. We have things done to us where we need the presence of God. And that's what he's about. Jim, may I have a word for you? Get sheared. (laughs) Okay? Right. (coughs) You you work through that one. I think the church is agreeing, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but that's what God is. You know, you may think it's a small thing that you may be struggling with. But Jesus is interested in that. Have you ever, have you ever thought about the people that Jesus met after he was resurrected? Okay. We're just going to have a little look at them. Okay. Because it, it's really important that we look at that, and we need to know an atmosphere of change in our lives, okay? Uh, uh, you know, sheep get attacked by a little tick. A little tick it buries itself into its brain and can cause massive troubles. Often, some of our troubles can be little. God is interested and wants the Holy Spirit to deal with those things for us. It's really important, folks, okay? Really important. The people, come on, we're going to have a little bit of you shouting out to me now. Peter! Do you know that Jesus met with Peter after he, after he was resurrected? Okay? All right? This, this, is, this is amazing, isn't it? When, when the angel, okay, appeared to the women and said, Jesus is risen, do you know what the, the angel said to, uh, what, what the angel said to the ladies? Go and tell my disciples and Peter. Why, why, did, they want, why did they want to say Peter? 
because he denied it. Peter had blown it. He'd absolutely blown it. Okay, that's what he thought. When he betrayed Jesus, it says he wept. He broke down. The bloke thought it messed up. Okay? But what does, what does a good shepherd say through his angel? Just make sure Peter hears the news that I've risen. Okay? Make sure he hears the news. Some of you this morning need to hear that news. Okay? It's okay. You haven't blown it. You haven't blown it. Jesus is there wanting to come to you. You may have a tick in your ear saying, you've blown it. You've blown it. It's, it's gone. It's over. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Because Jesus is saying, make sure, I won't use anybody's name here, make sure Trevor, is anybody called Trevor here? I hope not. Make sure Trevor knows. Okay? Make sure he knows. All right? Because you can't blow it. Okay? That's what, that's what Jesus did. He went to rescue him. Okay? Thomas, what did Thomas do? I need to see it. I need to see it. And Jesus, Jesus went to him and he showed him, here we go, Thomas. Here we go. He was troubled. But Jesus, the resurrected Savior, wants to meet him and sort it out. He doesn't beat him up. He doesn't bury him. You idiot, Thomas. What are you doing? He wants to go and meet with him because he is his, she he's his sheep and he's the shepherd. And God wants to restore those relationships, okay? And that's what he does. He restores Thomas, okay? So these are all issues going on, okay? All issues that Jesus is meeting, okay? He's got doubt. Jesus sorts it. The two on the road to Emmaus, Jesus goes and appears to them. What was their issue? They were They were disappointed in Jesus, okay? It actually says in Luke... We'd hoped he'd come to redeem Israel. He's let me down. Some of us might feel let down by Jesus. But we need to encounter him to know the truth. Okay? And as they were walking along, they ended up having communion and they saw him. And then they legged it back to Jerusalem. Okay? So there they are walking down. We thought, we thought we were going to see the Saviour. Okay? And they did that route about four times as fast the other way. Okay? Because they've met the resurrected Saviour. And you know what? They've got the scripture that told them that was going to happen. But that had no effect. But when they met with him, okay, it did amazing things. Okay? Another one in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about James. It talks about Jesus meeting James. James was his half-brother, okay? And his family were with him most of his life, obviously. But they didn't believe it was him, okay? And Jesus, in his patience, goes and sees his half-brother and says, it's all right, James. I know you, you struggled in faith. It's okay, I'm here to lift you up, okay? Salvation has come today for you, my pal, okay? And all, all that torment, all that friction that people were having, all that doubt, the risen Savior comes and deals with it, okay? And I want to say to you today, okay, whatever you're going through, and folks, if you think you're all right all the time, you're not, <laughs> okay? 
And Jesus wants to hear those things because they're valid. And when he hears them, you will see the glory of God. Okay? But when you hold on to them, you'll see nothing. Okay? Because he wants to meet with you, verbalize them, and meet with him. And I was thinking, I was thinking, how does that happen? And the heart of Jesus is not to see people buried, it's to see people restored. And, and Jesus wants us to spend time with him to, to experience his presence. And practically, how does that look like? Uh, I have discussions with my wife about this. And, uh, you know, and it, it, it's up to you how that happens. And I want to say three things about that. That can happen in a church context. Church is really important. But there are times where you've got you've to seek God on your own. Okay? And you've got to climb the mountain yourself. And folks, we live in a busy world, but set time apart to meet with him. Okay? I, I've started going to the gym. Can you see? Okay? And I, I have to say, the gym is my God time. Okay? That might sound a bit funny to you, but, but I, I have my headphones on. I listen to a few things, and I, I listen to some, some uh, worship music. And whilst I'm on the uh, cross trainer, don't, don't picture it too much, folks, but... Uh, uh, that, that is my time. That is some of my time. And I, do you know what? I've, I've had to find myself in a gym that I could really shout out, but I, I've toned it down a bit because, because that, that is a time where I, I am on my own. And, it, and it's me and God. Okay? And time can be difficult for some of us, can't it? But make that time where you can spend time with God. Okay? Because He is a living God and He wants to speak to us. Okay? He really does want to speak to us. And I've got to be careful what I say here. Okay? Um, pastors, teachers, and the Bible are really important. But it's listening to what the Holy Spirit has got to say to us, which is what it's all about. Okay? Who should be leading this church? It's not the elders. It's, it's, the, it's the Holy Spirit them seeking the Holy Spirit and, and revealing things to them and to us, okay, to all of us. That, that's, that's what the church is about. It's not an organization. It's a Holy Spirit-inspired group of people who have all messed up, who are all st still messing up and having problems, but are meeting the Savior and uh, the Lord regularly, Okay. When Jesus breathed on them, he said, peace be with you. Then he said, peace be with you as, you as I send you out. Do you know what, folks, we've got a job to do? We've got a job to do. He says, he says you're going to go out the door. You're thinking, 10 minutes ago, that door was bolted. Uh, we've got chairs up against it. We've got cupboards up against it. And now Jesus is saying, well, the Bible doesn't say that. I'm just, uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying. But, but, but Jesus is saying, and I'm going to send you out that door. But he fills them with the Holy Spirit. That is key to what is going on, here, on there. And that, the Holy Spirit, is the presence of God within us. It's the presence of God within us. And he's not just a substitute saviour, all right? He's a substitute life. Okay? Jesus, take me. And, and we're constantly asking the Holy Spirit what we should do. I had a, uh, I've, I've asked permission for this. But in the good soil, we've got a house at the moment. 
And uh, earlier on, we've had a few issues, um, and, um, and it, it's been exciting, those things, but it's been very, very testing. Um, and um, I, just, I just knew God say to me, okay, not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, okay? Okay? And I just, I just sense that. And there were some issues going on that, that I wanted to challenge, but I knew... God telling me not to and leaving it to him. Okay? So I go over to the house every morning at 8 o'clock and uh, we, 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 we just share for about half an hour, three quarters of an hour every morning. Okay? And, and that is the power of God. And I was just letting God do stuff. And do you know what? His spirit was moving amongst people. And it, it wasn't... And, and God was speaking to people and revealing things. I didn't have to do anything. But the Spirit of God is on the move. And, and we had some major breakthroughs, okay? We had some major breakthroughs by the Spirit of God, okay? Now, the Spirit sometimes is a little bit slower than I would like, okay? And I don't mean that in a, a blasphemous way, because I've got to get into line. <laughs> sometimes I want the Spirit to do what I want, when and where. But sometimes it's me getting into line, and, and I saw the, the Spirit breaking out. And do you know what? When the Spirit does it, it's far better than me. <laughs> okay? Because when I do it, problems occur. But when the Spirit of God does, it brings, it brings in that case, it brought about repentance and moving forward. Amazing. But Dave Collett had to step aside. Okay? And allow the Spirit. And I want to encourage you to be people that live by the Spirit. Because the Spirit of God is within us. But it's, it's, allowing, it's allowing the Spirit to speak with us. It's us seeking what the Spirit says. Okay? And I think that's just really important. I was, I was blessed the other day by Josh. Is Josh? Yeah, Josh is here. Okay? Give the wife, Josh. All right? Well, Josh went out on the streets the other day. What did, the process of that, was, that happened was Josh felt God speak to him. Okay? Felt God speak to him. He went to the leaders of the church and they said, go and do it. Okay? So that was the Holy Spirit prompting Josh. He went to the leaders of the church and they said, Yeah, go on. And Josh did it. Okay? And then Josh stood up here and got emotional about sharing some things. And you're thinking, Come on, God. That, that's what we want to see. That's what we want to see that the Holy Spirit is speaking to individuals. The church is saying, Yeah, go with it. And that's what happens. Okay? And the presence of God was there in it, leading and blessing. I hope say hallelujah. <laughs> okay? Because that's, folks, if you don't find that an encouragement, I do. Okay? Because that is the Spirit of God on the move. Okay? But we become passive sometimes. And we come to church and say, come on, Jim, fire us up. And that's not it, folks. We've got to spend time seeking what the Spirit wants to say to us. Okay? All right. Jim, you do fire us up? Yeah. Yeah. We won't recognize him next week when he comes shaved, will we? <laughs> Sorry, Josephine. <laughs> okay? But, but in that, it's about being Jesus conscious. And folks, I want to be Jesus conscious more and more. And, you know, the presence of God helps me where I am. And I and, and in what I do. And sometimes we, do, we think this isn't important for Jesus, but it is. And, 
by looking at those stories we've looked at, those people he went to see, the turmoil they were in, Jesus is so interested in his sheep. Okay? When the one wonders, he'll go after it. That's how interested he is in you. And we've, we've got some little ticks that says, no, he's not, but he is. Okay? And in that, we need the Holy Spirit's perspective on who we are and what he wants to use us for. Okay? And that's really important. Don't disqualify yourself from that. Okay? It's really, really, really important. I just want to finish on, on two, two passages, and then we're going to have a time of, of ministry. Okay? Because we can't talk about that without, without dealing with some of those things, can we? It's okay not to be all right. Come and meet the, the resurrected Savior. First one is Acts 13. I've just been over this before. Now at the church of Antioch, there were, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, and all those others had been brought to Herod. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. Okay, how does the Holy Spirit say? Okay, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Because we've got a living God. Okay? Why am I in Worcester? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm in Worcester because God called me here. Because the Spirit called my wife. That's how I know. Because the Holy Spirit speaks today. Okay? And what, uh, the Holy Spirit set apart for me and Barnabas saw for the work to which I'd been called. After they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them. The church sent them out. Okay? Folks, I want you to be encouraged about what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. What's he anointing you to do? Okay? This next one, 2 Samuel 23. What a great one this is. This is one of David's mighty men. Okay? One of David's mighty men. And uh, next to him was Eliezer, son of the, what's the name? And as one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines and they gathered at that place for battle. Then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. What an epic battle that is, okay? So you've got this man who is loyal to his king. Loyal to his king, okay? He is devoted to his king. He sees his fellow countrymen back down, but he says, not me. I'm here. That's my king. I ain't moving, okay? And then it says, then it says, the Lord brought about a great victory that day. Okay, who did? The Lord. The Lord with him. And, that, and that's what the Lord wants to do with us. Put our, for us to put our hand in his and to see those victories and to see the glory of God. And, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. And Josh, you know, talking the other day, blessed by that. That's what God wants us to do, put our hand in his and to see amazing victories. It's lovely how we couldn't let go of the sword. You know, you look at Ephesians 6, isn't it? The sword of the Spirit by prayer and supplication. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Okay, you couldn't let it down. What, what a great picture that is. You know, when you go, wherever you go tomorrow, whether you're at school, at home, retired, golf courses, where else can we be? Swimming pool. Swimming pool. Wherever you are, you can be carrying that sword of the Spirit with you. Okay? And you can impact people around you. Okay? And be a blessing to people around you. Okay? That's what we're called to do, folks. And that's what he sent you out for. Okay? These blokes went from fearful to being overjoyed to being great warriors for Jesus. Okay? 
And I want to say that's, that's who you are. That's who God wants you to be. Okay? It might not be, you might not be able to, I mean, I can't stand up here, folks, and say, uh, yes, I've led one million people to the Lord. I can't do that. I, I can say maybe one or two. But that's what God has called me to do. And I'll be faithful to that. Okay? And that's all he's asking you to do. Just be faithful in what he asks you to do. Okay? And, and I think it's, it'd be good now if we just, I might invite a, a couple of musicians up and if we just had an, a, a time of, of prayer for one another, folks. Because I, I'll say to those words again, it, it's okay not to be okay. But in those situations, I want you to know the presence of Jesus. Because when I see that, all the disciples were troubled. You know, when we come to church, sometimes everything okay. Yes, thank you. And sometimes it's not. And as brothers and sisters, we want to bless one another. We want to pray for the presence of God in that situation. And then in that, we worship and we give thanks and it's an encouragement to everybody. That's how the church rolls. Okay? That's the way it should be rolling. Okay? And, yeah. Brian, over to you, Jim. Are you okay to lead now? And 